SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. By the way, Marumo Gallants have released a statement. They are distancing themselves from the comments made by their technical director, TV4, uh, who was on our show last night. Not happy with how the coach, the Goromine Falls, conducted himself since getting to South Africa, or even before he came to South Africa. He said a lot of things on the show last night, if you were listening, but the club has distanced itself from those comments. And Richards Bay have beaten Royal AM by a goal to nil in today's uh, first match of the day in the league. City and Sukukune up next. But Let's talk tennis quickly. Bruce Davison, South Africa's only tennis analyst, joins us on the line. Good evening, Bruce. Thanks for speaking to us again. Thank you so much to be so good to hear your voice again. And hello to all the listeners. Thanks, Bruce. Big news today. Nadal being beaten by Francis Tiafo. Was that a shock for you? No, not really a shock. Oh. I mean, we know that uh, Nadal has been playing excellent tennis. He served um, in the in the earlier rounds um, against uh, Gasquet and uh, against uh, Fugini was uh, on song. He battled with his serve last night. He seemed to have that hasn't been confirmed to me yet, but he seems to battle stretching up, and maybe that injury was starting to play a little bit um, uh, after those first two matches. But uh, we've got to give all credit to uh, Francis Tafoe. Um, you know, he just played an incredible match. He served very well. And, uh, and Wayne Ferreira, South Africa's Wayne Ferreira, the former great, mm. is coaching Francis Defoe. When I spoke to Wayne and I asked him, is there a chance that he could beat Rafael Nadal? He said, it all depends on the serve and it all depends on his consistency because he has uh, been trying to teach uh, uh, Francis to be more consistent from start to finish and over five sets it's always a challenge because it's longer than the normal three best of three sets they play on the circuit but sure he pulled it out last night and was a huge upset um, and yeah he's, 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 he's into the quarterfinals it's great for American tennis and uh, and and got a really good chance but it's going to be tough against Rublev. Yeah. And and before we look ahead to the other matches, Bruce, you know Rafael Nadal very well. What did you read between the lines in his post-match presser? Because he said something like he's not sure when he'll come back. Yeah, well, I think what's happened now is he's played. Um, he, he's going to probably qualify for the year-end Masters, but we know that he hasn't had a great run at the year-end Masters. He's never um, been successful there because uh, he also you know likes to take an extended holiday and, and then... Um, you know, prepare for the Australian Open. Um, and yeah, he's, he's at his age, he's picking and choosing what he wants to do and when he wants to do it. I do believe that he's going to uh, be back um, in Paris. I do think he's going to play that tournament. He might um, miss the Masters, but I think he's going to play in Australia. He likes Australian Open. He's done well there before. Um, and, um, you know, I think he's going to be there. And then, of course, focus on the French Open. I still think he's got two Grand Slams in him. To be so, I think that um, in the next three years, he'll win two more at least. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, the big focus now will be to have a break and, and to, to go down to Australia and, and maybe uh, throw in one or two uh, uh, tournaments in between. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm doubting whether he wants to go into the hard courts, uh, the indoors of, of Paris. Okay, so the second seed is out. Top seed, uh, Daniel Medvedev, was knocked out by Nick Kyrgios. Does it open it up for young Alcaraz then, who beat uh, Chilich in a thriller this morning? Well, they're not in that side of the draw. I mean, uh, you know, Alcaraz has, has got to play against Sena. That's a very, very Ooh. tough match. The Italian is, 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 is on song. He's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great competitor. He knows this is his biggest chance. But Alcaraz and um, Kasparud, who is in the other side of the mm. draw, are two, the, one of them is going to be the new world number one oh. um, come on Monday. 
So with Medvedev out and Nadal out, only one of those two will be the new world number one. The one that does the most will be the new world number one. So mm. you must remember that the pressure now on Kasparut and on um, Carlos Alcaraz, because they know that that's in the line. And um, if I look at the sponsor lineup, Alcaraz, if he does become the world number one, gets a $20 million um, bonus from his sponsors. And I think Kasparut gets a $15 million. So there's lots to play for there. But it's not going to be easy. We're in the quarterfinals, the last date of the tournament, uh, men and women. And this is where it really gets sorted out. The boys from the, the men, the girls from the, the women. And um, they've all got tough matches. Rude has got Berrettini. He's, he's slowly finding form. Uh, Kachinov is going to be a very hard match for Kyrgios. They've played each other twi- uh, twice, one each um, uh, the last match that we watched. I don't know if you remember it in Australian opening in 2020, it was a fast set thriller. That was seven, I think, just on six hours of, of great tennis. So that's going to be good. But yeah, Carlos has got a very good chance um, because, you know, he's, his whole draw has been opened up with Nadal out. Um, uh, and, and let's see what happens. What, what's, gonna, what, what's happening with Nick Kyrgios? He seems to have his game together now, Bruce. Yeah, has no, anything changed? Maturing. Maturing. Um, you know, Stuart Duggett is his manager. He used to manage Kevin Anderson, and he just said that he's starting to realize that being serious is important, um, starting to realize that when he is serious and, and, and he can focus, he's winning more. He loved the fact that he got to the final of Wimbledon. He realizes that he's only one step away from a Grand Slam title. So, you know, he's got a, there's a bit of a maturity, not in, in his age and that, in his way of thinking. And I think that, that he's, he's never going to be... He's always going to be Nick Kyrgios, and he's a great for the game, and he's great for everything. But he's he's just realizing that you know if he tones things down and he you know you tame the tiger, you've got a good chance of getting deep into the Grand Slams, which is very important for him. Okay, let's see what Nick Kyrgios can do now from the last eight on. But in the ladies, Ons Jabbar plays tonight against Isla. Firstly, how tough a match is this, considering that Isla would probably have some momentum after ending Serena Williams's farewell party. You, you, you said it exactly what I would have said. That 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 absolute confidence after beating Serena Williams and and, and beating Serena Williams in her last match. Um, I just liked the way uh, Ayla handled that match, handled the interview afterwards, um, and then continued with a good run. Uh, a two sets one over Samsonova. Uh, it was a, a, a tough first set, but she cleaned up the second set six one. Onsebe is going to have to really pull. A lot out there have to beat uh, this Australian, but she can. She's a higher-ranked uh, player. She plays at un- unorthodox-type tennis that the hard courts do like. And wouldn't it be great for Africa if she went through to the semifinals? Yeah, and what would it do for the sport? Because I remember when she reached the final of Wimbledon, we even crossed over to Tunisia. There was so much excitement. What would it do just for the game no, in North Africa it, also? It, 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 well, I think the whole of Africa. I mean, she, she North Africa especially, but... She's just such an inspiration, and and people are, are are wanting Africa to succeed. They're wanting Africans to do well, and you know she's got so much support. She's got the former um, uh, Tunisian number one men's singles player in her camp now, coaching her. So you know she's really embraced Africa, and she's she she always speaks about her inspiration, um, and it, it it just would be great for the sport, especially as you said in North Africa. Is she the best African player since Amanda Kutza? I think so, definitely. Definitely. She, 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 she definitely is. And, 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 you know, she's got lots more in her. 
Um, I think she's only just beginning. So, you know, Amanda got to number three in the world. Monster Burr has been, clo- it, it been up there as well. But Amanda was top 10 for 10 years. You must remember that was a, a great uh, run by Amanda Kutzer. So she'll be still got a little bit of work to do to keep that up. But if she wins a major, Amanda never won a major. As a matter how high she was ranked, she always says, if only I'd won a major, singles or doubles. Okay, we're speaking to Bruce Davidson, tennis analyst, uh, looking at the last eight of the U.S. Open now. Uh, we're into the final week. You can send us your voice notes to 0614104107, and I believe we have one. Evening, member and Katlagode. Bruce always gets it right as far as his prediction goes. So who does he think will take it? Does he think Nikrios can finally get it? Young Alcaraz, maybe? I don't know. Emma Timogash can be pretty Okay, hold that. We like to save the best for last there, Matimo Wakashikombe. Let's go to Cape Town. I don't know if they said Kola or Colin. Um, Cape Town, hello? Hello, Cape Town, Colin. Hey, Cape Town, Kola. Colin, Cape Town, Kola. We're fine. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for joining and us. Good evening to your guest. You know, um, Tabisha, could I tell you a story quickly before I want to talk about the doll? Sure. Um, I, I was listening to sports on RSG Saturday mm. about tennis players and that. And you know, Boris Becker beat Agassi three times in a row. Agassi went home and studied, even his manager studied Boris Becker. Mm. And you know, Boris Becker, if you ask your guess, he used to put his tongue out. Mm. You know, he stick his tongue out. When it went to the right, he was going to serve to the right. When it was in the center, he was going straight down. <laughs> and when it was a left, and he never, ever beat Agassi after that. And when I retired, they were having a beer. And uh, Boris Becker used to go home and say to his wife, you know, that bloody guy is reading my mind after studying the videos. So Boris, uh, um, um, Agassi said to him afterwards, you know something? Yeah, I've got to find out your, your, your weak point. Mm. I studied your tongue. Wow. Left, right, wow. you're going to serve right. And ah, Colin. Yeah, that's great insight, Colin, but I don't know what happened there. I'm sure he'll call us back. Sorry about that. I want to save the best for last, um, um, a, a, a Bruce. But what did you make of the duels between Agassi and Becker now that Colin has just reminded us there? Well, that's a true story. I know that story's <laughs> true. So it's an amazing story because Boris Becker was absolutely dominating and Andre Agassi had to do something. Yeah. And, and with the technology nowadays, we're able to do much more. But yeah. in those days, they had to pull something somewhere and that's what they did and it is a true story because Agassi actually told us that at, at, at the Nelson Mandela Tennis Classic which Boris Becker won and they actually spoke about it but um, yeah it was a great rivalry and I think that uh, you know we, 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 we saw the best rivalry with uh, Djokovic, Nadal, Fedra um, you know, and, and, and now the new rivalries are coming and we've just mm. got such a bunch of great, exciting players. I mean, we look at Alcaraz, we look at Rublev, we look at Tafo, we look at Sinner. I mean, we got Nick Kyrgios. I mean, this is great stuff, man. Kaspar Root. Mm. He's all the new generation players and we're in for, for good tennis, men and women going forward. The next gen that everybody has been talking about. And uh, talking about the woman, Iga is still there. Uh, does she remain the favorite in the women's singles? Definitely on paper. I mean, she had a, a, a great run. We all spoke about it, 40, I think, matches in a row. Then she started losing. She wasn't doing that well. She seems to have found her form. Um, she, she, she lost only one set so far into the quarterfinals. Uh, definitely uh, the favorite to, to take the title. But it's, uh, as I said, when it comes to the quarterfinals, 
you can't really say who's a favourite because, I mean, you've got a young player like Coco Goff, you know, seeded 12, youngest uh, quarterfinalist since 2009, and then all of a sudden she's in the mix. And, I mean, she's so hungry to just do well. She's so inspired by Serena. I mean, anything can happen in the next couple of days. Okay, talking about Serena, finally, it's been a farewell tournament for her. What do you make of how it played out? I just think uh, we need to thank her for defining greatness. I just think that she's she's been one of the most inspirational women, not only sportswoman, but woman as in general. And um, she's inspired generations. We you know we look at Tafu, we look at Coco uh, Goff. They just talk so fondly of her and what she's done for their careers. I mean, when you're the world number one for 319 weeks and you've won 39 Grand Slam titles, that's including doubles and mixed doubles. That's just quite incredible. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, we've got to look at this woman and just know what she's done for the game, for sport. And also, I'm really, really impressed with how she's inspired black American women to believe in themselves and to stand up for themselves because that was a a huge mission of hers. and, 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 And I've seen that unfold and she's just been incredible. Michelle Obama keeps reminding us of how she did something for a group of women that kind of are forgotten. Yeah, no, that's true, Bruce. And then um, Matimu Akashikombe probably wants to place his bet if he's a betting man. Then he wants you to call it, Bruce, because you're never wrong. Okay, well, let's try and and go. Um, I probably have to say that it, um, that Iga Swiatek has the best chance in the women's singles, but I must just say that I'm, I'm really going to say this. This Australian Tom Lonovich is a, is, a, is a good seconder for me. Mm. In the men's singles, um, I think Kasparut is my favourite, and Alcaraz, mm. and and I think Kasparut could really win this tournament. Um, I know the Kyrgios is, is great, but I don't think he's got the mind yet to win a Grand Slam, and I think Alcaraz is my second favourite there. Um, it's going to be interesting. Okay, looking forward to the final few days of the U.S. Open. Thanks, Bruce, for always being able to speak to us. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Tabitha. Keep your eye on the ball. Thank you, sir. And what a talent that Alcaraz is. I mean, the kind of shots that he plays. Like, you think he's not going to make this shot, and then he makes it, and he makes it. And he did so against Chilich also this morning. So you can tell why he's definitely going to win a Grand Slam in his career. The question is when. Will it come now? Will it come next year? But it's definitely coming. So good to see the young guns there.